everybody. Welcome to the City Girls Pod. And we're real excited to be diving into season four, Sex in the City. Wow. We're over halfway done. Can you believe it, Jax? Rachel, I'm proud of us. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> yeah, just this little idea. And I'm proud of the listeners for embracing something a little more edgy. We always yeah. appreciate that. And we always say at the beginning that this is a mature sh- podcast for a mature, mature show. We've got tons of other content. Uh, that you can listen to on Hallmark's podcast if that's not your jam. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be fun. We are starting out with season four, episode one. And this is the agony and the X hyphen to see. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the big episode where uh, they have Carrie's 35th birthday. And we know this well because we uh, had dinner at Il Cantonari uh, when I visited New York in March (laughs) and And we were not only we were not only at the restaurant we were sitting at the table that was was purely an accident I didn't realize until I watched this episode it was like Rachel and I were right there yeah We'll post that photo too. We'll yeah, to yeah. <laughs> it was fun. It was so cold that day, but uh, that uh, that going in for a nice, delicious meal was fun. It was a lot of fun there. So we recommend it. Uh, they start off the episode going to an engagement party for a friend, and these people are super duper in love. And he, they said, there are two souls, one thought. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, I, I loved how the women were like, I mean, if you have one thought between the two of you, we're yeah. in trouble. Like Charlotte thinks it's sweet, but it's like, come on, y'all. What would your, uh, your fiance think if you introduced that way? <laughs> I think he would be so completely blown away that I would even think something like that because for a little while, we talked about me changing my last name and then I, I just, I can't do it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think the two souls, one thought he'd be like, who like body snatchers. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the only, the only reason to really change the last name as far as for me would be if I was going to have kids. Cause it is nice to have the same last name as your yeah. kids. And I, I, I think that that's a good reason, but if you're not going to have kids, which at this point uh, is not going to happen. So like if I were to get married, I probably would keep my name. Yeah. And so many people know you by that name. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. yeah. You, I would still keep up with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, now that she's married and changed her name, we're no longer friends. But, but you're, especially when you're a figure in the media like that, and you have yeah. a body yeah. of work that has your full name, it, it, you get sort of attached to it well yeah and I think especially if you get married older like you've just been your name the whole you're so long that you don't want to change your name uh I I can understand that I can also understand why people hyphenate and do different things I do love what the Penavegas did where they combined and created a whole new last name I think it just so worked that they're both their names were so perfect for that Pena and Vega created a whole new last name. I think I've never heard of anybody else doing that. And I think that is so romantic of kind of creating a new last name. 
Yeah, I totally agree because it's this very physical representation of two people coming together in such a yeah. beautiful way that it feels like it, there's equality to it and mm-hmm. you're creating something new. I just think it's so beautiful. And I've never heard of anybody else doing that. I, I Have you ever heard of people creating um, a whole new last name? So they don't, they don't do it like professionally, but Erin Cahill and her husband, Paul Freeman, call themselves the Freehills. Oh, really? That's so cute. cute. I mean, it's not, they didn't do it legally, right? But when they're talking about themselves as a couple, they'll say that. And I'm like, that is so cute. When we interviewed Aaron this last time, it was so funny because he came sneaking behind her, crawling because he had to get something from the closet. And she was like, (laughs) it was really funny. Oh my gosh, you're going to love him and we'll all get to hang out at Christmas con. Yeah, it will be so fun. All right. Well, this party, this guy, Phil, he introduces Miranda as Charlotte. And Miranda is really offended by that. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a pretty honest, pretty honest mistake, you know, because they are together so much and it's not like he didn't know who they were. He just got the names confused and, and maybe he wasn't apologetic enough about it. And maybe that's the problem, but, uh, yeah, I feel like everybody's done that. Hasn't everyone done that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. All the time. I mean, especially when you're part of like a duo or a trio or something like that, like, my sister and I, we get mixed up all the time, even by our family when they're just saying yeah. and quickly. The only thing that I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it, I was annoyed that he wasn't a tiny bit more apologetic. I think he could have yeah. been like, oh, wait, no, of course, Miranda. So yeah. sorry. You know. Well, there was actually an embarrassing thing that just happened to me yesterday about something like this. So mm-hmm. there, this, this woman that uh, arranges some of the screenings not all of them but like 25 percent of the local screenings for film critics her name's sarah and she has this team of people who work with her and i totally thought this other woman was sarah like i'm talking years i thought this woman was sarah and so i was i had a friend who you know wants to get invited to the screenings i go up to her i was like hey this is sarah this is my friend tom and she's like no my name is pat i'm like oh my gosh i'm so sorry i'm so embarrassed because evidently sarah lives in denver i didn't even know she lived in denver i have this woman's telephone number in my phone like i've talked to her how did i not know that so embarrassing I'm like I'm so sorry <laughs> I want to know who Pat is though like what, like, what, like why was Pat the person like is she involved too yeah I mean she's like always leading the screenings and stuff I thought for sure that was Sarah but evidently Sarah's in Denver and she she does all the emailing and then this anyway it was really embarrassing and I'm like I'm sorry <laughs> like I'm Pat <laughs> yeah so she said I'm like oops whoa like it's one thing to get someone's name wrong but to like have have their name wrong for literally years is super bad but back and forth (laughs) it was bad but anyway it's a thing names are hard (laughs) what are you gonna do what are you gonna do because you really don't use people's first names very often it's possible she introduced herself to me one time and uh you know, how, how often do you really say like, this is my, you know, name, unless you're introducing somebody, 
to them. And especially because you so frequently communicate digitally yeah. with Sarah that you, right. I mean, I, I understand why you would have put it together like that. Like, oh, this is who I see at the screenings. This is who I talk to. They're the same person. Yeah. yeah. So I, I understand Phil, but I was certainly way more apologetic than Phil was. <laughs> But I thought it was really funny when Charlotte is there and the lady's just like, how are you, how are you doing? And she's like, oh, well, and she goes all off on her marriage problems and everything like that. And and the lady's just kind of like, uh, because I think that how are you is kind of the last remaining, uh, common courtesy kind of a thing that's not really it's not really, how are you? It's just kind of like being polite as exactly. if, they used to have tons of stuff like that. This is what I love about like reading Jane Austen or, or, you know, those kind of things you could, there was always something nice to say. You could hate this person and be like, how is your mother? Yes. <laughs> are you, are you, is your family well, or, you know, that kind of thing. There were all these things that you could say. <laughs> And we don't really have that. I feel like how are you is sort of the last one that you're not really asking for their life history. You're just kind of. And she got it all. Yeah, she got it all. It was really funny. I thought it was so, I mean, this is like another one of those moments where the delivery of that monologue is so good. Yeah. I mean, she just keeps going. And then when that woman says like, don't talk to her, it's so funny after she delivers this whole thing and just can't stop. And it is so, you feel so bad for Charlotte because she thought this was her fairy tale and really it's become like her living nightmare. Yeah. I also thought it was so funny when the lady asked Miranda, are you seeing anyone special? And she's like, no, nobody, very unspecial people. Because people do say that. Are you dating anyone special? <laughs> no, only give me all the unspecial people. You know, not special guys, send them my way. <laughs> it's kind of similar to the, like we've said many times, the whole uh, turned out, turned out well. Yeah. One of those things that people say, are you dating anyone special? You turned out, they, they turned out well. <laughs> what, like, what do you actually mean? You yeah. know what I mean? It's, like what classifies as a special person? I guess that when they're saying special, I guess they mean like somebody that you're actually like dating, dating that makes them special. But I still, I thought that was really funny. And Miranda, she's like, only unspecial people. (laughs) I loved how she diffused that with humor, but Carrie seemed sort of annoyed by it, which I thought Mm -hmm. was interesting. Well, yeah, because Carrie says that basically society sees single people our age as sad and pathetic. So she gets irritated and she gets annoyed. And then basically Miranda says, well, I was on the offensive and you make the, so you just make them laugh, Yeah, which I can understand that definitely. I mean, uh, I, I sometimes will do that just if there's awkwardness, just try to make a joke, which sometimes can make it more awkward. Like, I don't know if it always works. But there's definitely, that is definitely a thing that, especially here in Utah, the, the whole like, oh, you must be miserable. You're single kind of attitude that sometimes you get, or sort of this, just this yeah. general, like, so sad. It's so sad. It's like, it's really not no that sad. <laughs> I, mean, 
<laughs> like I would way rather be single having never dated than single divorced. That is hard. I feel a lot more sympathy for. Well, and I think, I actually think that's what's so interesting about, I think Charlotte said it on one of the last, uh, one of the episodes last mm-hmm. time, but talking about like, no, I'm, I'm actually not single. I'll never be single again. Like I'm going to be divorced now. And I think she's really yeah, that's that true too, is that not only did she think that she was going to, you know, be with the, you know, this amazing man forever, but now she doesn't even feel like she's starting from scratch. She feels like, oh no, I have this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Charlotte. So she goes over to, uh, well, she meets up with Trey and she has her list of things she wants to talk about. And he is super excited, too excited. So excited. <laughs> and he's just a mess. What is, I, oh I, my gosh. The man just needs a little bit of therapy to figure out what, cause I mean, it's, it's this completely different sides of him when Charlotte doesn't want him. I mean, and that's just so troubling. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. He just has like no control over his body. <laughs> nope. It's a mess, but we also have this dear single, this dating service that sends an application to, uh, to, to carry and uh, they have some kind of fun sort of filling that out and talking about it. And We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. We also have Miranda realizing uh, that as she's talking with this woman who has, doesn't have kids and she's able to kind of get her to laugh. And she says, everybody has a sore spot that needs a comedy routine. This woman has no kids. I actually got really teary eyed and emotional there. I just thought it was actually this really beautiful thing where it's like, Miranda thinks that she needs to have her guard up about not being in a relationship. And then she sees that her friend, even though she's in a happy relationship, is maybe feeling self-conscious about not having kids and does that same routine. And I just thought that it was this really beautiful moment. And then of Miranda showing her the grace to laugh, even though, as she says, it's not very funny. Yeah. We ha- Do you feel like there's a change in tone with season four, just slightly? So absolutely. And what was interesting is you and I were, you texted that to me and I was like, interesting. And then when I watched it, I completely felt that it is, it yeah. is, I enjoy it. It's very wrong, Tommy, which I think yeah. is what you said. And to me, it just feels lighter and more fun and more like friendship focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause if you think about, it, especially the early seasons, there was all those like interviews and, and social commentary and other things like that. 
Um, but this is just way more quippy and yeah. more rom-commy. And <clears throat> so I thought all three of these episodes had a noticeable change in tone. Not that it wasn't sometimes that way before, but I don't know, just some of that social commentary I'm not seeing in yeah, these, these it episodes. Felt, it felt to me like, and we'll see as we go through the, the season, but to me, the they all felt very cohesive with each other. Like one sort of flowed into another and it didn't feel sometimes because of the amount of guys they're dating or the way it was before, it would feel very like stop starty kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, this this didn't feel like that to me. I'm really liking season four so far. Yeah. So then we have Samantha that she is fantasizing about this priest and uh, so the actor's name is Kostas Mandeloyor. He's the hot fryer. He's <laughs> spelled in the, in the things. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but, uh, but we find out that Miranda and Carrie, their big fantasy is, is Russell Crowe. That was evidently, he was the, the hot guy at the moment in 2000. I thought that was so funny that they both had, and he's, he's hot enough. You know. Yeah. And then I guess the previous one was George Clooney. And then I just laughed so hard when they were like, come on, the L bean man. <laughs> yes. That was really funny. But so Charlotte, good. she's fantasizing about Trey and <laughs> they're all like, what? Come on. I mean, bless her. Whatever you need, girl, to get your rocks off. But I'm surprised it's Trey. Yeah. And then Carrie says that uh, her sh- she has her shoe soulmate, Manola Blahnik. <laughs> she ain't wrong. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, th- they also talk a lot about soulmates on this episode. That's kind of a theme. And it was funny to me when they say soulmates, soulmates only exist in the Hallmark aisle. I thought of you with that line too. Like, yeah, yeah. So what do you think about that? Do you feel, do you feel like there is, do you feel like Alex is the one soulmate? I, I believe that there are multiple soulmates and like soul connections Um, because I don't know. Like, I just feel, I, I even feel it like, I remember the, one of the girls I babysat for, and we're still like so tight. She's like my, my little best friend. And when I met her, I was like, we know each other, like our hearts, our souls, like there's something here. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like, do I think there's one person for everyone? I I don't know. Like, I, I think that love and commitment and connection is based on luck meeting the right person at the right time, what you're willing to put into it. So I would say like, I don't have this sort of, oh, there's only one person. Like I'm not a Charlotte when it comes to it. What about you? So I don't think that there's a soulmate, like the one person that I'm like, not able to find evidently. Um, But- You got time, girl. You got time. (laughs) I guess. Uh, But I don't think that there's tons of people out there that I could cohabitate effectively with mm-hmm. I think especially the older I get the more narrow I probably get this was shorter the list is you'll have a meal with anybody <laughs> but you won't cohabitate with yeah, that's right I don't know I just feel like 
people are unique enough that finding that person that I don't know that you can get along with and build a life with. And I think that's, it's really hard. And I, I just don't think that there's like tons of people that you could do that with, uh, but, uh, who knows, <laughs> who knows. And I, I just think so much of it, like is where you're at in your life and what you're looking for. And yeah, I mean, I definitely think that it's a romantic notion um, yeah. But well, I mean, it's just like, I don't think that there's some like cosmic, it's not like the lake house or something like that, where you're like yes. connected through time or whatever. No, I don't think that, but I also think that there's, like I said, not a ton of people that are possible options. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause you, I mean, it's even just difficult. I find it difficult enough to get along with myself. Like yeah, I am yeah, myself. Yeah. So. Right. So it makes kind of an interesting situation because we've said this before that Carrie and Big have really good chemistry. They are a good match in so many ways, but then they're also so toxic for each other. So she's sitting here thinking like, is Big my soulmate? But no, that can't be. I don't know. It kind of puts her in this weird situation. And then Samantha's supposedly throwing her this birthday party at uh, Il Cantonori's and she shows up and there's supposed to be 10 people there and nobody comes. She gets skunked on her birthday, which it does seem like very unlikely that nobody would be able to be there for any part of it and that nobody would have called the restaurant. So especially with a party as large as 10 people, that definitely didn't make sense. And like why would they call her answer machine? That doesn't make sense because she goes home and she's got yeah. this whole answer machine full of messages. And like, why would they do that? Why wouldn't they call the restaurant? It made no sense. And I also thought what was interesting is that if the traffic was so bad, like everyone said, Carrie didn't have any trouble getting there. And every other single person, although it did break my heart, when she ordered the Shirley Temple, which I texted Rachel immediately, yeah. I was like, "Missed opportunity that we weren't eating <laughs> Shirley Temples there." What were, I think we had like seltzer ice. Well, tea. and I, I, why did she order a Shirley Temple? Why didn't she order a Cosmo? That's, that's her drink. Made, that's what made me sad because she ordered the Shirley Temple. She goes, "Cause I think she wanted to start slow." She's like, "We're gonna be drinking lots of champagne later." And oh I was like, yeah, Girl, you won't, you won't. No that's why I admired her making sure that she didn't get too tipsy before anyone got there. Yeah. She's like, don't worry. Don't worry. When you feel bad for the whole wait staff and everybody that's expecting a 10 people meal yeah. and uh, they only end up getting served one person and it didn't even, did she even order dinner? I don't even know, but I don't think she yeah. did. She had to pay for her own birthday cake. Yeah. $70. That was a lot. And I didn't really understand what the problem was with she was, the pavement was hot. It was, they just laid it or something with those construction workers. Yeah. Like what did she do? And why did she have such a trouble? Were her shoes stuck in the I pavement or what was I happening? I was like, this is dramatic. Yeah. They were so mad at them. I felt bad. Yeah. So bad. And she looked cute though. I liked her outfit there. Yeah. And I, she says, I felt really sad to not have a man in my life who cares about me. And I do kind of appreciate this, that, that sometimes I feel like 
we're expected to always be strong as single people and to never feel sad about it. Uh, that most of the time I'm fine with it, but every once in a while I, I feel sad about it. And a lot of times it's something where I really wish that I did have somebody there. I tell you when I'm sick is when I feel the saddest. Yeah. And that's usually more because I miss my mother than because I, <laughs> I miss a spouse, but it's just like, I'm like, I'm so alone. <laughs> so sick. You feel so vulnerable. Yeah. And I think here you feel really vulnerable. And I could totally see that. It's like when you're sick, you just want someone to take care of you. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I do think that that vulnerability was really comforting to see mm-hmm. that she could admit it. Also, I didn't like, I mean, I know we shows at the VN and we'll talk about that, but she calls him at midnight on her birthday. He should have been the one calling her. Yeah. Well, I kind of wonder who the, all the people were, because you definitely, you have obviously the three girls yeah. and then you have Stanford. So that's five. So five more. Yeah. I wonder who the other five were. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes no sense that they would call her apartment. She's obviously no. not there. Why would you call there? But Anyway, that's what happens. Poor Carrie. Like, that get sucks. his cell phone. It's like you be on time, Miranda. Don't yell at her on her own birthday. Good glory, woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody has moments where they feel sad and they're allowed to, they shouldn't live in that. We are allowed to feel it yeah. and shouldn't just be told to like perk up. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, Charlotte says, well, maybe the four of them, maybe we could be each other's soulmates. So that was cute. I love that. And that's one of those sex in the city quotes that I've seen. And it's just so moving. It's one that I feel like really captures what the series is actually about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you have big there with the balloons. It was cute. It was a good big moment. I agree, Rachel. And I like <laughs> they had this moment and then they went home separately. You know, mm-hmm. they, yeah. they didn't have any little hanky panky. It was just the balloons and the champagne. And it was really sweet. It was really funny last year for my brother's birthday. <laughs> I, I decided I was like, oh, it'd be fun. Like nobody will think of this. I'm going to get him a really nice balloon or, or arrangement. Right. Aww. And <laughs> Uh, and literally every single person thought of bringing a balloon or we had so many balloons it was ridiculous I was like what why did people think of this for Sam I have no idea like you said like wild year like I thought it was gonna be kind of whimsical and it was so funny you're like I guess I'm just like everyone else that showed up with the balloon yeah um, so I liked the, the outfits of the four when they were leaving or going to the engagement party, they mm-hmm. all had kind of interesting coats. Uh, Carrie had kind of a cape coat yes, and then Charlotte was in sort of a leather jacket kind of situation. And, uh, and then, uh, Miranda and, uh, Samantha both had kind of fur yeah. and leather kind of situations. And of course, we've talked about that before, about the fur on the show. You would never see that now. Never, never. No. Mm-mm. Fur and no. smoking. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you give this one? One to 10? 
Well, oh, that's tricky. This one's really special because it's so iconic with the birthday with the soulmate. <laughs> it's not um, unspecial. <laughs> it's not <laughs> special. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I give this special people. <laughs> I give it a nine at least. It's a really good one. It's a really good one. And I will say this has an extra special place in my heart now that it's like our place. Yeah, it's did. true. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo that. I'm gonna give this a nine. Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. So the next one, episode two, is called The Real Me. And basically this episode... Carrie is asked to do a, a fashion sh- a runway fashion show where you have real, real people and models and they alternate back and forth and all the different designers all have, I guess, some of each. So they ask and they, Dolce Gabbana wants to have Carrie be their real, uh, real person. Uh, the one thing that I didn't really believe about this is I find it hard to believe that they would give the real person the kind of sexy outfit. Yeah. The glitter underwear. Yeah. Like she's wearing very little uh, down the runway. And I just find that hard to believe that I mean, cause the models were wearing like full dresses and stuff like yeah. that. And I would think that they would probably give the regular dresses to the normal people yeah i mean i don't know how fake models are that still seems a little like much to be like real people and fake people but um, but, uh, they get the idea and i just think there's i just don't think they would give especially somebody as insecure as carrie seems that you wouldn't they would give them her something like that to wear on the runway that's so flashy and revealing Mm -hmm. and yeah i agree and challenging to walk in i feel like somebody that's not a trained professional you wouldn't give them you know those either so I don't know that's the only part of it that was seemed unbelievable to me I mean let's be real though I'm so grateful that it was challenging to walk in for the comedic moment at the end that I know we'll get to but wooey yeah Um, yeah it this is so interesting it felt very New York like elite where it's like okay Mm -hmm. Carrie is so tapped into this like glamorous world and she's like I'm not a part of it and it's like well you you are maybe you're not a you know Heidi Klum model but yeah you're very much in this world they were big talking about Frank Rich Frank Rich was a uh I mean I guess he's still alive he is a uh a columnist for the New York Times uh he wrote like op-eds and 
He was an American essayist, is, is what Wikipedia says. <laughs> and uh, and he made a television series and documentaries for HBO. So that's probably part of it too. Oh, yeah. Maybe so. <laughs> uh, and he was uh, the uh, op-ed columnist from 1980 to 2011. So he had a pretty long oh, run. A good career, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they talk about him a lot. They're very excited. Uh, we also saw Ed Koch, the uh, former mayor of New York City, on the runway. Sure did. <laughs> and uh, everybody's more excited about this than Carrie is. We get to see Margaret Cho do the fashion show, and she, she's yeah. always a lot of fun. And if people have seen Fire Island, which is a new movie out this summer, she is in that. And uh, there was. Um, there was one lady who claimed on Twitter that Fire Island didn't pass the Bechdel test, which is ridiculous because it's a movie about gay men. I mean, what? Like, wait a uh, and uh, she was like, why do we have only one lame lesbian? This is her words, not mine. And uh, and so Margaret Chow responded and she's like, I'm this, I am that lame lesbian. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So it was awesome. I love that. I um, am that lame lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh it's fire island is definitely not hallmark approved it's a very hard r rating but i enjoyed it i thought it was fun so if that's your jam you can watch margaret cho there um we also have samantha evidently she's eating organic which is stupid i mean like it's fine to eat organic but it's not gonna you're not gonna lose weight like it's the same vegetables they seem to yeah. think that that was going to help her. She's like, oh, I'm looking my best or whatever. Well, organic, it will make you feel possibly better because it might have more nutrients. Maybe it's up for debate, but it's not going to make you lose weight eating organic. No, I, well, and to your point also, it, it is up for debate exactly yeah. how much. Um, I, it was interesting. Obviously, Samantha cares about her body, but I, I was surprised to hear her. I mean, of course she's like doing this photo shoot, so I get it. But like, I was surprised that she was sort of like having issues with food and talking about her body in a not so positive mm -hmm. way. Yeah. It, it kind of bummed me out. I get it yeah, though. Like yeah. we all are vulnerable about things like that. So it's not that I don't want to see it. It's just hard when you see a very conventionally attractive woman talking about it like that. Yeah, but then you also have Carrie who is for struggling to do the photo shoot, but then also there's this photographer named Paul who uh, she's having struggles with, which seems, I mean, it felt like Carrie had never done a photo shoot before, but she did the nearly nude shoot. Remember? Exactly. And that nude. was going to be on a bus all yeah. over New York City. Well, and also I feel like we know she did that. Like you said, the nearly nude shoe, which that makes me chuckle. <laughs> and I'm sure for, for her column with her headshot and other random things that Carrie's had her picture taken. Yeah. Well, we also find out that Charlotte <laughs> has a, has a uh, depressed, she's very depressed and not only just her, I didn't know that individual body parts could be depressed. <laughs> Evidently, they can. It, it's just like weeping. She's yeah. got a really sad, 
She evidently has like a yeast in, well, she thinks she has a yeast infection. She goes to the doctor and they tell her, nope, <laughs> it's depressed. <laughs> I, like, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, and she's never looked at it and they're all shocked by that. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, she, this seems a little hard to believe when she did the whole flower art show yeah that surprised me too that that wasn't something that she's done before yeah i mean literally she's had artwork done on it so she's seen it i don't know she knows it's what weird. it looks like <laughs> yeah that was a fun episode too yeah that was <laughs> uh and then carrie we find out carrie like loves models they're like her favorite <laughs> it's pretty intense yeah <laughs> i so charlotte sets up anthony and stanford and she says that he looks like ed harris and then he anthony says uh try ed i have no harris oh my <laughs> also i love that it was like the callback to when stanford said in his personal ad that he looked like ed harris Mm-hmm. yeah all <laughs> right yeah. i know so sad and then uh, the carrie says i don't have time to decipher the level of queendom in your world right now <laughs> or stanford i love him so much she never has time for his drama face in your life yeah so she runs into heidi klum of course she loves heidi klum so much and then she goes out onto the runway and she face plants it into the middle of the runway because they gave her way too hard of shoes to wear. Uh, I mean, the whole thing was sad. This, was this like, is oh. another one of those moments with Sarah Jessica Parker and this incredible physical comedy that she yeah. can do. I mean, I was laughing. I was alone in my apartment, like hyperventilating, laughing so hard. I, I yeah. love that moment. Mm-hmm. So we also have Miranda. She's been flirting with this guy at the gym and the guy at the gym says that, oh, you're, you know, you're really sexy. And she's like, really? I'm sweaty and disgusting. What's wrong with you? Uh, but then later on when she's like more assertive and more confident, then he says, oh, you seemed a little full of yourself. That made me laugh so hard that it's like she went Poor from Miranda. being not confident at all to coming off as certainly, but she just can't win. Yeah, she really can't. It's because she's supposed to be with Steve. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> be with and stay with. I cannot wait to cover in just like that with you because I know a lot of things to say. Yeah, yeah, we will. Uh, and then uh, the pizza guy flirts with Samantha and that makes everything better and for her because she's feeling really insecure about this photo shoot. And I love how she just slips him another 20. Right, yeah. And then we have Carrie saying, when real people fall down in life, they get right back up and keep walking. So I guess the fake people don't do that. Not fake people. <laughs> they don't fall. Fake people don't fall right it was a good moment it was nice uh we had i thought an interesting fashion moment aside from obviously the the runway look but also when she's coming home and she has that this 
sweater, long um, sweater, almost a jacket kind yeah. of thing. I don't know what you call it, but it, it looked like kind of a patchwork quilt almost kind yeah. of look at bohemian for Carrie. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. All right. So what would you give this one? One to 10? You know, I'm really loving the vibe of all these episodes. I give it slightly less than the last one. I think either an eight or an 8.5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that sounds good. All right. The last episode is called Defining Moments. And we have this one, basically Carrie and Big are super best friends now. They're going out, they're having fun. And everybody's kind of doubting whether this could be a possibility. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel, I kind of agree with them because, you know, the big in the whole eyebrow thing, like he obviously wants more, but then it just leads to problems. I don't know. I, people say you can be friends with your ex. I don't have any experience with this, but it seems like when you've had as intensive relationship and already had one affair with this person, I feel like you can't really be friends with that person. Yeah. I think that they have such a specific energy that is flirtatious. Even if they're just being friends, like I have a few people that I've dated that I'm still friends with, but it's because we weren't that serious or like the energy is just totally different their energy when they're together is so completely flirtatious and complicated. Yeah. yeah, I think so. But he did say that he's bringing back the watch fob. And I was like, what is the watch fob? So I looked it up and it is a short ribbon or chain attached to a watch and hanging out of the pocket in which the watch is kept. I didn't so know there we go. Was. He's bringing it back. He's so trendy. <laughs> Basically, Charlotte and Trey are are going to this party to try to keep up appearances, uh, but they uh, they are going to get kicked out of the co-op, and there's it's just kind of a, a mess. And she says, you know, what are what are we? Are we dating? Are we back together? It's a it's a mess. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that he's like, let's get it on right here in someone else's home right yeah and in the cold room like where people are going to be coming in and out and in and out not a great great look (laughs) no and I think I honestly think with something like that like I'm pretty sex positive and open for people doing whatever they want to do but when, when it doesn't harm other people but if someone were to walk in on that that's pretty jarring for the other person that could be upsetting mm-hmm. so it's like just yeah. respect your your hosts yeah so miranda starts dating this cartoonist for the new yorker and it's jim gaffigan i was like i didn't expect to oh see my him gosh. <laughs> i didn't even realize that rachel yes it's jim gaffigan i was like i did not expect to see him on sex of the city <laughs> But there he was. <laughs> so basically he is comfortable peeing in front of her and basically doing anything. And he's comfortable with her too doing it. And, but it's just too much for, uh, uh, for Miranda. And it kind of reminds me of an episode of the nanny after Mr. Sheffield and Fran have gotten married. They are, uh, 
they are locked in a bathroom together and he's holding it in because he does not want to go in front of her. <laughs> it's I remember really this episode. Fun, it's so good. Fun episode. But you know, he's like, I'm British. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> of course she's fine with it <laughs> yeah she's like what's the problem uh, so that is funny I I I enjoyed that it was it was yes. it was good um also we have Carrie going to this jazz club first she goes with big and then she goes later and she meets Craig Birko I forget his actual name on the show of his character but he was so dreamy I thought Yes. He was great. And I, I have an affection for Craig Bierko because he played Harold Hill in the revival of the music man. When I went and saw it in 2000 with, with Rebecca Luker, uh, I went on a very special trip with my grandma and my cousin who've now both passed away. Uh, and, uh, it was just a very special trip. And we saw the music man with Craig Bierko playing Harold Hill. He was amazing. And uh, I just thought, why isn't this person a bigger star? Because he is just great. He is endlessly charming in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was really, really, really good. And I thought that they had really nice chemistry, her, uh, him and Carrie, him and Sarah Joseph Parker. Yeah, I agree. And it was nice to see Carrie have some sort of electric chemistry with someone who isn't big. Right. Yeah. His name is Ray. Evidently Ray. Yes. Yeah. He's great. I He's jazz man. I, yeah. is, I love seeing someone get under big skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looks like he was on uh, unreal with a lot of our Hallmark friends. He was oh, on that show. He's Oh my gosh. He's the he, he was the producer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Chet. <laughs> he played a total jerk on that, but he was really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he was great and they kind of flirt and uh, he asks for her number with big in the cab together the three of them are in the cab and that was really funny I enjoyed that big being so obnoxious like yeah I'll call my driver (laughs) and they're like we'll just take a cab he's like cool me too it's like dude they don't want you going uptown And I, I think it was Carrie, I think, who said my bizarre menage a taxi was yes. haunting me. Great line. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and she, I think Big says, what do you see in that guy? And he says, she says, uh, he knows when to say goodbye. Which is not the case with Big, of course. Nope. Uh, <laughs> and we also have Samantha getting to know this artist named Maria like by Sonia Braga. And I thought it was uh, a really interesting plot for them. She said that, uh, Samantha says that she has been with women before, but I don't think ever as serious as this connection is looking like it could possibly be. Yeah. And the way Sam alludes to those other connections, it was also another guys involved. So it seems like it was more, for the benefit of the guy and like being sexy. Oh, right. Yeah, now, yeah. It's like, oh, you actually have a not just an attraction to this woman, but a sort of like sweet tenderness for her. I thought it, I think it's a really beautiful plot line. Yeah. And and then we also have a big showing up at the jazz place with the model Sha. It was like Sha, 
The Y is silent. The Y is silent. He was funny, very deadpan, but she nailed that role. I mean, if we're talking about if real people are real people, models are fake people, then Shaw is is the queen of the fake people. Absolutely. (laughs) Yep. She ends up going into the bathroom with Carrie and they uh, they have a scene. She's because she's doing drugs. She's doing cocaine. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but like sometimes I see something and I know it's supposed to be comedic, but I was like, I'm kind of worried about her. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was that era when the, I mean, mo- models have always been skinny, but that was like kind of, I think like the Kate Moss heroine, you know, look heroin chic kind of era is uh, the late 90s that was it was not a a great time to be a model there's also at this restaurant they have meat crop and i found out that this is a spicy thai dish consisting of deep fried noodles so they're like kind of crunchy it looked i've never had that i love thai food but i've never had that that sounds i never have either so i'm gonna look I, i haven't been able to find a very good thai place by me unfortunately they're all kind of mediocre which is a bummer it stinks because I had a really good woman. I lived in Queens and now I have one that's good, but only if you sit in the restaurant and usually I like tied to go. So it's, I got to yeah. find my new hot spot. <laughs> so I'm going to, and I'm going to try to order this me crop. Um, and then we have Maria telling Samantha, I can't just be your friend, which was very sexy. I thought, Oh, I know. Yeah. It was confident. It was self-assured. It was great. And Samantha says, uh, she says that she's thinking about opening herself up to a possibility with a, have a relationship with a woman. And I thought that was really sweet that when Samantha got so upset at that dinner because she was so livid at big, which what a good friend. Like I felt really touched by the way Samantha treated Carrie in these last two episodes the model episode and then this one mm-hmm. um and that makes it even sadder that they're not friends in real life but yeah um but because they have incredible chemistry but she was just so riled up and so upset on behalf of her friend and then maria really like let her have space to feel her feelings and i just thought it was really a great moment yeah, yeah. Uh, so then also Charlotte ends up with a hickey because of her, what she's doing with Trey and, uh, she's telling, talking about it. And Samantha is saying, wow, you have a really great relationship with Trey. And so then she's like, oh my gosh, if you think I have a great relationship, then I am worried. <laughs> That's good. That was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, then Miranda ends up dumping the guy, the Jim Gaffigan guy, uh, because she's just like, I can't deal with this. Then an open door dump is worth dumping somebody over, evidently. (laughs) I mean, uh, the the peeing, okay. The blowing the nose, sure. The open door dump, uh, that was a lot. So early in a relationship. Right. Boundaries are sexy. Yeah. Um, we had some interesting fashion in this one. The at the very beginning when they're going on the friend date, Carrie's in a like a blue, it almost looked like velvet. It was like a blue-green velvet kind of dress with a really square neck and a tight waist, um, long, very long sleeves. It was interesting. And then at the other date, 
she's wearing this brown dress with a like white um like a tan cami underneath and a tan belt and then like the skirt is kind of this weird tan fabric like almost looked like burlap it was a very weird fabric the skirt I thought yeah I wasn't sure how that all got put together yeah the top part actually was really flattering I liked it on her um and then she was wearing like a green sweater when she's walking with Craig Birko uh over the like the best part of the outfit like wait a minute <laughs> um, so it was an interesting fashion fashion episode but uh i enjoyed this episode i thought it was really fun for all pretty much all the characters um so i don't know i might give this one a nine as well i really liked this one this, this was such a great streak of episodes i agree mm-hmm. like it all and they all just felt so fun we're getting to see fun things from all the girls i'm super excited to see what the next three are going to be because mm-hmm. i'm really liking and I, if i remember correctly because i've watched out of order and maybe even missed some i feel like season four is one that i kept like going back to and liking. yeah i i think so too because a lot of the ones that we've seen so far i was like i don't remember this at all mm-hmm. but i think four through six is is where I, most of the episodes that i've seen yeah yeah i agree all right very good uh, well, let us know if you're listening what you think of these three episodes what rating you would give them and uh jacks where can people find you at jacqueline c tweets on twitter and jacqueline collier on instagram great and you can find us at at city girls pod on twitter make sure you're following us there i try to whenever i see anything city uh city girl whenever i see anything sex and city related i try to post it on there so if you want to be following us on there uh but you can find me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube and on rotten tomatoes check that out also make sure that you're following the hallmarkies podcast hallmarkies pod and hallmarkies podcast all of our social media and if you are listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews that really helps us a lot five stars and if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group and merch store. All the information will be in the description. So check that out. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.